Hello from the Grace, welcome to the Letter of Daily Grace with Alan Wonder Chapter 8. Today is Wonder Chapter 2 Chronicles Chapter 24. And as we start with the word of prayer, Almighty Living God, and thank you for this wonderful day, and thank you for the gift of life, and thank you for the gift of provision, and thank you for always being there for us, Father. While we have gone wrong, we have offended you in our thoughts, in our actions, not to have done, not to have failed to do. May you have mercy on us, Father. May you pardon us, and may you always be there for us, Father. May you always guide us and continue protecting us from all the forces of the devil that come. Come with all this believing and trusting in your mighty name and that of your son Jesus Christ who strengthens us. Amen. And without wasting time, let's go straight to today's wonder chapter. Joash repairs the temple. Joash was seven years old when he became king and he reigned in Jerusalem 40 years. His mother was named Zibia. She was from Beersheba. Joash did what was right in the eyes of the Lord all the years of Jehoiada the priest. Jehoiada chose two wives for him, and he had sons and daughters. Sometime later, Joash decided to restore the temple of the Lord. He called together the priests and the Levites and said to them, Go to the towns of Judah and collect the money due annually from all Israel to repair the temple of your God. Do it now. But the Levites did not act at once. Therefore the king summoned Jehoiada the chief priest and said to him, Why haven't you required the, Lev- the Levites to bring in from Judah and Jerusalem the tax imposed by Moses, the servant of the Lord, and by the assembly of Israel for the tent of the covenant? Now the sons of that wicked woman, Atalia, had broken into the temple of the Lord and had used even its sacred objects for the bowels. At the king's command, a chest was placed outside at the gate of the temple of the Lord. A proclamation was then issued in Judea and Jerusalem that they should bring to the Lord the tax that Moses, the servant of God, had required of Israel in the wilderness. All the officials and all the people brought their contributions gladly, dropping them into the chest until it was full. Whenever the chest was brought in by the Levite to the king's official, they saw that there was a large amount of money. The royal secretary and the officer of the chief priest would come and empty the chest and carry it back to its place. They did this regularly and collected a great amount of money. The king and Joida gave it to those who carried out the work required for the temple of the Lord. They hired masons and carpenters to restore the Lord's temple and also workers in ivory and gold to repair the temple. The men in charge of the work were diligent, and the repairs progressed under them. They rebuilt the temple of God according to its original design and reinforced it. When they finished, they brought the rest of the money to the king and Joida, and with it were the articles for the Lord's temple, articles for the service and for the burnt offerings, and also dishes and other objects of gold and silver. As long as Jehoiada lived, pan offerings were presented continually in the temple of the Lord. When Jehoiada was old and full of years, and he died at the age of a hundred and thirty, he was buried with the kings in the city of David because of the good he had done in Israel for God and his people. After the death of Jehoiada, the officials of Judah came and paid homage to the king, and he listened to them. They abandoned the temple of the Lord, the God of their ancestors, and worshipped Asherah poles and idols. Because of their guilt, God's anger came on Judah and Jerusalem. 
although the Lord sent prophets to the people to bring them back to him, and though they testified against them, they would not listen. The Spirit of God came on Zechariah, son of Jehoiada, the priest. He stood before the people and said, This is what the Lord says. Why do you disobey the Lord's commands? You will not prosper. You have forsaken the Lord. He has forsaken you. But they plotted against him. And by the order of the king, they stoned him to death and in the courtyard of the Lord's temple. King Joash did not remember the kindness Zechariah's father Jehoiada had shown him had killed his son, whom said as he lay dying, May the Lord see this and call you to account. At the turn of the year, the army of Aram marched against Joash. It invaded Judah and Jerusalem and killed all the leaders of the people. They sent all the plunder to their king in Damascus. Although the Armenian army had come with only a few men, the Lord delivered them into the hands of a much larger army. Because Judah had forsaken the Lord, the God of their ancestors, judgment was executed on Joash. When the Armenians withdrew, they left Joash severely wounded. His officials conspired against him for murdering the son of Joida the priest, and they killed him in his bed. So he died and was buried in the city of David, but not in the tombs of the kings. Those who conspired against him were Zabad, son of Shimeth, an Ammonite woman and Jehozabad, son of Shimrith, a Moabite woman. The account of his sons, the many prophecies about him, and the record of his restoration of the temple of God are written in the Antonations on the book of Kings, and Amaziah his son succeeded him as king. And this is where our wonder chapter 4 today ends. What message do we have from today's wonder chapter? The first message that I have from you comes from verse 4. Amen. It says, Sometime later, Joash decided to restore the temple of the Lord. Sometime later, Joash decided to restore the temple of the Lord. Amen. At this point, the temple of the Lord had really seen days. It had lost its standard. It had gone through battles and all that. And this is Joash who when he senses that something is not right amen with the temple of the lord because the temple of the lord was where the Israelites built the relationship with the lord it was the foundation of their vertical relationship with the lord and when the temple wasn't right joash strived to repair this temple so as to improve their vertical relationship with the lord and what does this tell us as christians this reminds us as Christians that we ought to repair our temples as well. And remember, our bodies are temples of the Lord. There are so many times that we have done so many evil things, so many wicked things that destroy, that, I don't know, that dirty, the temple of the Lord. So many things, the grudges we hold in our hearts, breaking the commandments, name them. Slowly by slowly, we are destroying our temples of the Lord. We are removing bricks and bricks and bricks, and one time we shall remain with nothing. But the Bible today is reminding us that we ought to rebuild our temples spiritually. I'm not saying we should go and start looking for bricks and cement, but we need to work 
on our temples. We need to work on our vertical relationship with the Lord. And there are so many ways that we can do that. By reading the Bible, by singing gospel songs, by sparing time to watch some gospel movies. Name them. There are so many ways helping each other. In that way, we shall be rebuilding our temples spiritually. And when you go into verse 10, verse 10 tells us that all the officials and all the people brought their contributions gladly, dropping them in a chest until it was full. Now we see when King Joash had made, um, uh, how, how was it called? Um, he had made a proclamation, let's see it. That just be put and taxes be collected. And the Bible tells us that these people gave gladly. Amen. Both the officials and the common people. And this just challenges us as Christians that we ought to give generously and gladly. When you decide to the to give to the Lord, don't give because your neighbor is giving. Don't give because you are being forced one way or another to give. Give because you are grateful that there's something that the Lord has done for you that makes you glad indeed. What is something that you want the Lord to do for you? Remember what we give does not add or change anything from the Lord. Amen. And the Lord loves a cheerful giver. When you go into verse 14, verse 14 tells us that when they had finished, they brought the rest of the money to King Joe to the king and Jehoiada, and with it were made articles for the Lord's temple, articles for the service, articles for the burnt offerings, and also dishes and other objects of gold and silver. As long as Judah lived, burnt offerings were presented continuously in the temple of the Lord. The main part that I want us to focus on is they returned the money. Amen. The people who were employed to build the temple of the Lord. After them doing their work and they realized there was surplus, what did you do? They took it back. So many times nowadays as Christians, we are filled with greed. Amen. One way or another, circumstances force us. But are we able to be honest in the dealings that we carry on? Are you, be, are you able to be honest in whatever that you do? The Bible is challenging us again. That we ought to be honest people. And we're going to verse 19. Verse 19 says, Although the Lord sent prophets to the people to bring them back, they, and though they testified against them, they would not listen. And now we see when the people were enjoying a nice time, amen, the Lord had given them freedom one more time. The Lord had given them peace. What do they do? What do they return to the Lord? They start sinning. They start disobeying the Lord. That even when the Lord sends people, that even when the Lord sends messages, they are too dumb to hear. They are too deaf to hear, rather. Why? Because of the noise, the spiritual noise that is around them, the noise produced by sin. So many times when we are lost in sin, amen, when we are can I say taken up by earthly things? There's that noise, there's that earthly noise that comes and prevents us from listening. Amen. It prevents us from hearing the 
the Lord's voice. It prevents us from distinguishing the voice of the Lord and that of the enemy. It prevents us from seeing what the Lord is trying to direct on us. And that is why we always have to pray that the Lord should deliver us. Because sometimes you find yourself sinning and you're not even knowing, but you are sinning. And lastly, from today's wonder chapter, I want us to look at verse 20. Then the Spirit of God came on Zechariah, son of Jehoiada the priest. He stood before the people and said, This is what the Lord God says. Why do you disobey the commands? You will not prosper because you have forsaken the Lord and he has forsaken you. Amen. Two things that I want us to pick lastly from here. That if you forsake the Lord, he will forsake you as well. If you give him distance, he will give you distance. He will shout love at a distance. But because you are at a distance away from him, you will not be able to hear. The Lord will never ever force you to do anything that you do not want. He will never force himself on you. He gave you the right of free will. So if you draw closer to the Lord, he will draw closer to you as well. And lastly, we also learned that we will only prosper if we obey the Lord's commands. Here we see someone not obeying the Lord's commands and what happens? He becomes unprosperous. He is not prosperous. Why? Because he disobeyed the commands of the Lord. I want you to get some time. Read 2 Chronicles chapter 24. What do you get? What message do you understand? Feel free to write to us daily grace at Telegrace with Alan at Yahoo.com. Send us a direct message on Instagram or Twitter at Daily Grace with Alan. Remember, the Lord can use one word to send a thousand messages. Almighty loving God, I want to thank you for this wonderful day. I want to thank you for the gift of life. I want to thank you for the gift of provision. I want to thank you for always being there for us, Father. All the times that we have gone wrong, that we have sinned in our thoughts, in our actions, that we have done and what we have failed to do. May you always forgive us. May you fill us with your Holy Spirit to always come and be with us in everything that we do, Father. And may you help us restore our temple and restore our relationship with you. We pray this believing and trusting in your mighty name. But of your son, Jesus Christ, who strengthens us. Amen.